Welcome to episode 19 of the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. Today, we're talking about all of the many trees that you can tap to make delicious syrup. Believe it or not, there are a lot of them. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested. Because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. So this is one question I actually get pretty often that I love saying no to. People will often say, oh yeah, well, I can't tap or make syrup, right? Because I don't, I don't have a sugar maple. No, it's okay if you don't have a sugar maple, as long as you have one of the many varieties of trees that are tappable. Here's the deal. A sugar maple is what you always hear about because it is the holy grail for tapping. That's because it has the highest sugar content in its sap, and it gives you the nicest amount of sap compared to your other options. See, with a sugar maple, you'll need to gather roughly 40 gallons of sap to boil it down to equal one gallon of syrup. Now, while that might seem like a whole lot to you, and it is, and it's a lot of hard work and a lot of boiling, but it's very worth it, the, some of the other options can go as high as you might have to gather 110 gallons of sap to get one gallon of syrup, and that's because the sugar content is so extremely low in some trees. Okay, so regardless of what the sugar content might be of the tree that is in your yard accessible to you, I vote that you tap it if it is one that makes syrup. Even if you only have one tree and you can't get enough syrup from that or enough sap from that one tree to make any amount of syrup worthwhile, here's the thing. I recommend you still tap the tree and you enjoy drinking the sap. If that sounds totally weird to you, then you need to go check out a previous episode. Oh, I think it might be episode three. Um, and I tell you all about what I mean. So without getting into a whole long list of every single tree. I don't know if I need to do that in a podcast simply because I will leave a link in the show notes that gives you a detailed list that I have shared over on my blog on solelyrested.com of all of the tappable trees that I have been able to research. There very well might be more out there. And if you have experience with a different one, please let me know because I'm always eager to hear from folks like you. Um, But first of all, let's start this podcast by telling you the main families of trees that make good syrup. I actually remember this with a mnemonic device because I've never been great at memorizing, but if I have a little trick that solidifies it in my head, it's usually in there to stay. Well, at least until next week. (laughs) No, but seriously. Um, So I remember If I'm driving a BMW, I will get sick chewing gum. I know it sounds totally retarded and it's like, what are you talking about, Michelle? That has nothing to do with trees or syrup. Well, it's how I remember. I'll explain. The BMW stands for the three main families of trees that are great for tapping. B stands for birch. 
M for maple and W for walnut. The sick while chewing gum part reminds me to not forget a couple trees that don't fall into any of those families. A sycamore tree, I've spoken to a few folks around the world actually who have successfully tapped sycamore trees and they say the syrup is delicious. And also sweet gum. That one I have yet to speak to someone personally who's been successful. I've talked to a few folks who say they just can't get enough sap, but I have read in many different sources that it is a tappable tree. So I always include it on my list because if it's the only tree that you have in your yard, a sweet gum, then please tap it, try it out and let me know your results. Okay, so let's talk about those three main families. I guess I'll go in order of my acronym, the birch tree. I have tasted birch syrup, and here I might have a few people that get mad at me when I say I'm not crazy about the taste of it. In fact, I won't eat birch syrup on a pancake. I refuse. I tried it once. (laughs) This is a true story. You can't make this up. I tried it. Someone, a very sweet person who makes all kinds of great delicacies up in Alaska related to her birch trees. Um, she sent me a jar and I was so excited to pour it on my pancakes and try it out. I took one bite and I literally, I couldn't do it. It was like I had poured molasses on my pancake. So I thought, well, that's okay. It won't go to waste. Bixby will love it. If you don't know Bixby, if you don't follow me, if you follow me on Instagram, you know Bixby because Bixby pretty much is most, that's not true. He's a lot of my content because he's just so freaking cute. He's my labradoodle. I gave my plate of birch syrup pancake to Bixby. He smelled it and he walked away and that is not like him at all. So I still think it's so weird that he did that. I can't even tell you. There must've been something in the smell that just didn't appeal to him. I don't know, but don't worry. I did not waste a drop of the rest of that bottle of syrup. It makes amazing, delicious meat marinade. And I made a lot of wonderful birch peanut butter. So good. I'll leave a link in the show notes to my recipe for making your own peanut butter. Just all you need is nuts and some maple or birch syrup. And um, you know what? I'll also leave link in the show notes for my one of my meat marinades. It has maple syrup in the recipe, but I've used birch syrup in it and it's delicious. Okay. So, um, birch syrup, I'm not a fan about the taste. It tastes like molasses, but, um, great for other purposes. And it, okay, here's the problem with birch syrup. The other problem, <laughs> aside from the taste that Pixby won't eat it. Um, it is very difficult. It's expensive syrup for a very good reason. It is very difficult to collect and boil down, mainly the boiling down part, because it has such a low sugar content. You need at least a hundred gallons of birch sap to make one gallon of birch syrup. It's a difficult process for sure. Now I'm told the kind of birch syrup that I have had was made from Alaskan white birch. I am told that for the absolute sweetest option from your birch trees, then you want to tap a paper birch. Apparently it is a sweeter flavor. Maybe it wouldn't taste so much like molasses. Um, 
this might not be an exhaustive list, but I do have in front of me the birch trees that I know are tappable. Alaskan white, plain old white birch, black birch, European white birch, gray, paper, river, and yellow birch. All of them, you can successfully make some syrup if you tap those trees. Now the maple tree, that's the second letter in my acronym of BMW. The maple tree, like I said, the sugar maple is the holy grail of all tappable trees. But if you have any maple tree available to you, then I highly recommend you tap it. Definitely other ones, some of them are not as successful as far as as high as sugar content or as much sap that you'll get from it as a sugar maple, but all maple trees make sweet syrup and they do not require as much boiling anywhere near as much as a birch tree would. I think I will share with you a few notable maple trees. Um, aside from the sugar maple that I keep mentioning, a big leaf maple, I find those trees fascinating. Native Americans have been taping, taping, (laughs) tapping big leaf maple trees for centuries at the least, um, probably for thousands of years, um, out on the West Coast. So a lot of people that live out in the Pacific Northwest think, oh, I don't have any maples out here. No, you actually do. Big leaf maples are a wonderful source of syrup. There's actually a large group of sugar makers out in the Pacific Northwest. They're called, oh, what are they called? I'm drawing a blank now. It's it's a cute name. Sapsuckers. I think they're the sapsuckers. <laughs> and I've talked to a few different folks in this group. They are diehard sugar makers. I can't even talk this morning. Diehard sugar makers. And they are very eager to share with people who are trying to tap big leaf maples and have any questions or run into any snags. They are eager to help. So if you are one of those people, If you have identified a big leaf maple that you can tap and you have questions, definitely reach out to me and I will put you in contact with the sap suckers. (laughs) Um, But the syrup is delicious. I have been sent many different jars from some of the wonderful sugar makers out there. And I can tell you every last drop was very well loved. It is good syrup. In fact, I, I didn't see a difference in that syrup and what we make here in New England. And except that Pamela, one of the sap suckers who sent me some jars, she likes to add a lot of different infusions into her syrup. Maybe someday we'll talk about that here on the podcast. There's a lot of different ways you can add extra flavor to your syrup. And she sent me some really delicious ones. Okay. Um, another really notable one to mention is a box elder, mainly because a box elder does not look like a typical tree that you would tap. It looks more like a overgrown shrub. And the real reason I like to tell people about a box elder is it's not uncommon to find them in, in the wild, someplace that you can forage your sap. And the only problem is you do have to be able to cart a lot of sap from wherever you're foraging it you know, back to your house. But if you have a system that you can do that, then you very well might have some box elders that you can identify and start tapping. They might yield only like maybe half the amount of 
syrup that you would be able to make from a sugar maple. They're not as high in sugar content as a sugar maple, but from what I hear, the syrup is delicious and it can be foraged in areas all across the country. So there you have it. The goros, goroso, I think it's goroso, is an interesting tree to mention. I don't believe there are any in the United States, but I like mentioning it because it's rather famous in Korea. They actually have quite a tourist attraction going on around their syrup in Korea. And I think it's a fantastic entrepreneurial effort of that country. I mean, the name itself, Grosso, it means the tree that is good for the bones in Korean. So, I mean, right there, just the name of the tree alone, you have some marketing efforts available to you, yes. <laughs> but it's true, and I love that. that it, it's the truth for any sap, honestly. All trees, if you can collect the sap and drink it, the tappable trees, um, they're all good for the bones. <laughs> but in Korea, they around sugar season, they literally have a big tourist attraction where they bring folks in and they heat up the rooms like saunas and they encourage them to drink some insane amount. I forget how many gallons of sap in a certain number of hours that the tourists are there in these heated rooms and they're eating salty foods because the salty foods and the heat of the room helps you to imbibe more of the sap quickly. And the, the whole attraction is the health benefits of drinking the Garoso sap. So they have quite a thing going on and a lot of people travel to do this. <laughs> um, another tree to mention would be a Norway. The Norway um, is less sweet than any other maple syrup. But from what I hear, I really would love to taste it someday, it's a smooth, buttery flavor that's very unique to maple syrup. So if you have a North Norway maple tree, that is worth tapping just to, to taste that buttery, smooth flavor. Also worth mentioning, if you have a red or a silver maple, they are the two maples that bud the earliest in the spring. And as soon as those buds start to come out, your syrup is going to get bitter and you won't know it if you're not paying attention. You'll wind up boiling down a whole bunch of syrup, wasting your time and energy and, and fuel and wind up with some really nasty tasting syrup that even Bixby won't eat. <laughs> um, so if you have a red maple or a silver maple, please tap them. They make amazing, delicious syrup, but make sure you stop when the buds are starting to come out in early spring sooner than any other maple. Okay, so that covers birch and maple. And next we're going to chat a little bit about walnut trees and walnut syrup. But before we do that, I wanna kind of pause for a second. If you are finding this topic interesting, either just because the whole idea is pretty fascinating, isn't it? Or because you might have a tappable tree and you might wanna try and make syrup this year, then you really wanna grab a copy of my book, Sweet Maple. And the crazy thing is that with the purchase of this book comes $155 worth of bonus offers. And I really want you to know about these great specials. So if you go to solelyrested.com slash order or check the link in the show notes, it describes the coupons. You get half price, amazing sweet maple loose leaf tea from Farmhouse Teas. You get 10% off a professional filter press from Smoky Lake Maple. I love their products and I love how they help sugar makers. 
They have some amazing things that make sugar making so much easier. You get $6 off an organic bread making kit over at True Leaf Market. Love it. And it's a great way to make the maple infused or to use the maple infused butter from the book. Um, Speaking of that, I should tell you, pause the list of coupons and bonus offers to tell you (laughs) if you don't think you will ever tap a single tree in your lifetime, I think you might still like to grab a copy of Sweet Maple because it is loaded with amazing maple infused recipes that our family loves. So if you just want it for the cookbook aspect, I think it's worth the purchase. Okay, back to our list of bonus offers. There's also a bonus offer on a really fun flip lid that you can use on mason jars. It's how I store my maple sugar. There's 10% off maple syrup. If you don't have your own and you want to buy some maple syrup, these bonus offers will help you. And there's also free maple cotton candy with the purchase. And there's 20% off your own maple trees or anything else that you might need from nature hills the largest online nursery so that's a list of 155 dollars worth of bonus offers if you purchase sweet maple if you've already purchased it if you got it a year and a half ago or you got it a few months ago or whenever still go to solelyrested.com order that's where you can put in your email address and you can get access to all of those bonus offers no matter when you purchased the book okay back to what we were talking about so walnut trees walnut trees here's the cool thing they actually have almost the same sugar content as maple trees the only problem well there's two little small problems is that they do not produce as much sap on any given day as a maple tree will so you have to wait longer to have enough sap to get the same amount of syrup as you would with a maple tree The other complication is that walnut trees have this amazing thing called pectin in the sap. If you ever make jams or jellies, you know what I'm talking about. Pectin is a fantastic thing. But unless you want walnut-flavored jelly, you have to make sure you filter out the pectin out of the sap before you boil your syrup. It's a tricky process. It's not overly simple, but it's not hard either. So if you want more information about that, probably the best thing to do would be to join my Facebook group that I run. It's called Maple Syrup Making. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Hope I remember all these links. Um, Or reach out to me and I'll give you some direction. But do know that it does require extra filtering if you're going to tap walnut trees. But the syrup, from what I hear, is absolutely delicious. It's also good. Many people will mix, if they have both maples and walnuts on their property, they will mix the sap and make a really good syrup that way too. Now, those are the three main families. I told you in the beginning about the sycamore and the sweet gum. There are actually a few more things that I want to mention that are great sources for syrup. Both a shag bark hickory tree and a tulip poplar tree. Tulip poplar trees get those beautiful tulip looking flowers in the spring. Both of them, the shag bark and the tulip, are good for making syrup, but you have to do it in a different process. You don't tap the trees and collect the sap. You actually make an extract from the bark of the trees. There's some more information about that in chapter five of Sweet Maple. And There's also an amazing plant 
maybe I should do a whole episode on this in the future, a plant called sorghum. I actually had a really fun time on a kind of a business field trip going to find out more about how folks use the sorghum plant down south to make syrup. And it's not a tree. You don't tap it. You actually have to press the plant through like a pressing wheels, a machine that will um, press on the canes to extract the juice out of the cane. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble (laughs) describing it. Um, And then also the last one that a lot of people don't know about, because I mean, who would think that out in Hawaii you could make syrup, right? Because syrup is something that everybody assumes is made in the maple belt up in Wisconsin and in New England and up in Canada. But people are making syrup down in Tennessee from some trees. People are making syrup out on the Pacific Northwest, as I explained. And believe it or not, even in Hawaii, you can make syrup from a palm tree. I should explain before I tell you about the palm tree. There's actually on the list of trees that I've collected that you can tap to make syrup or do what I'm going to say about the palm tree. Um, There's actually one in every single state of our nation, at least one variety of one of these trees on my list. So if you know the right conditions and you know what to look for, there are tappable trees everywhere that you, yes, can make syrup from. So the palm tree, if you live in Hawaii and you want to become a sugar maker, in fact, I I was talking to a sugar maker as I was researching for sweet maple, and I was telling him about this, and he had never heard of it. And he right away, he looked at me and his face went blank and he said, well, that's it. I've been telling the wife I need to retire. We're going to retire to Hawaii and I'll start making syrup that way. (laughs) But with the palm tree, they actually, maybe it's not something a retired person would want to do. You have to climb up all the way to the top of the tree and you lance the flowers of the tree. I believe it's only like a one to two week window. It's not a very long time, but you can lance the flowers and collect the liquid from the flower that you then boil down. And I'm told it makes a really almost honey tasting, delicious, sweet syrup. So there you have it. That's how, well, I told you in the beginning how I remember the varieties of trees. It doesn't cover palm trees or tulip poplars or sorghum. (laughs) But um, if you can remember BMW, when you're riding a BMW, you'll get sick if you're not chewing gum. You will remember the main ones. So now your assignment is to get out there, search your property, or go to a nearby, maybe there's a nearby like open land park that you can get permission to tap some trees, or check into some neighbor's yards, or wherever you have access to some trees. Your assignment is to go out there and identify at least one of these many trees we've talked about and consider making some delicious syrup this year. So that's it for today, guys. I have another episode coming up next week, also focused on delicious syrup. I think you'll love it. And then I'm really excited Two weeks from now, we're starting something a little new here on the podcast. We're starting seasons, which simply means we're going to spend a few episodes, I don't know, six, seven, eight, dedicated to different topics. And that way, if there's a topic that you really like and you want to kind of 
come back to or listen to it all at once. They'll all be combined into one place. And it gives us an opportunity to kind of dive a little deeper in each segment into certain topics, if that makes sense. So I'm really excited about the first topic. So wait a few weeks and I hope you guys are excited too when I release that. Um, I'm excited to tell you about it. Been working hard on it. Okay. <laughs> um, and oh, a thank you goes out to today's listener. Today's listener is JNR Farms. And they say, love this show. I love listening to Michelle's show. Simple doesn't mean easy is informative and inspiring. Thank you. Well, you are more than welcome. And thank you so much, JNR Farms, for taking the time to leave that review. It means so much to me, guys. I am always looking over there to see if there's a new one. And I'm always looking for new folks that I can say thank you to and make you the kind of the star of the show. So please, if you haven't done so, go over to solelyrested.com slash podcast. There, there is a link to the iTunes way of listening. And there at the iTunes link, you can leave a review, even if that's not the way that you choose to listen to the podcast. There are other links there too, as well, by the way, where you have options of different ways you can listen in. Um, oh, and also at solelyrested.com slash podcast is where you're going to find the show notes for any episode. Um, what was I saying? Oh, but that's an easy way to find the iTunes link and to leave a review there because that's the only platform that actually has a review system currently, but it helps me a lot by um, just letting other people know if they haven't yet listened in and they don't know if they want to, if it'll be a waste of 20 minutes of their time to listen in. If they see reviews there and they see that other people are enjoying it, then hopefully it will, um, reel them in and I can help introduce them to some ways to simplify their life. So there you have it. Thanks so much for joining me as always, guys, and I will catch you next week.